0: Welcome to episode number 61 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name's Anne Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. I wanna talk today about negotiation and I wanna just share my recent experience that I had of um, buying a car because I think it was, just really interesting. Um, in order to uh, break it down, I think it was interesting in the experience of buying a car, going into the dealership. I haven't done that in a long time, as you guys know. I have a, um, Le- a Lexus SUV that I've been driving since 2010, on and off. My husband and I have uh, uh, switched it up of who who drives that car, and you know when we get a different car and. And that car has really served us well. And so I haven't been into a dealership in a long time. I haven't looked at, you know, new cars for for quite some time. So, but all that changed uh, over the weekend and we made a decision it was time to look for a new vehicle. So I went and on my own, now I'm just going to paint the picture for you because you're going to chuckle. You know, I have... um, I have never gone car shopping on my own, and uh, and furthermore, again, like I said, I haven't bought a car or done the the uh, you know started a new lease or really looked at anything new in what feels like a bajillion years. And so, um, so we again were at a point where we made a decision; it was time to invest in a new car, and I found myself as being the one who was going to you know go and do the. Um, due diligence of researching cars and test driving them and, you know, really kind of finding out what I liked. And my husband and I agreed that uh, this new car could be my car, my special little car and um, whatever that car was going to be. And so I made the decision to go and, you know, uh, do a couple to survey a few dealerships and, and start looking. So I just wanna paint this picture for you because I just wanna tell you something. I think that if this had been my reality five years ago, 10 years ago, maybe even two or three years ago, I'm gonna tell you something. It would not have gone like it did. And I'm so proud of myself for what I decided to do and what I ended up doing um, in this situation and specifically in terms of negotiation. So, um, and if you're in Nurses Living the Good Life, you know that we have a special module on um, negotiation and the art and science of negotiation and the key components of you know um, heuristics and behavioral psychology and and really the the power of getting to yes and and the the tactics for negotiation that that I teach. And so but I have to admit I've not in a sizable way on a purchase that was, you know, uh, any more than I don't know, you know, a couple hundred bucks. I had to use those skills of negotiation. As you know, I left my clinical practice and I've been running my own business and so I'm not negotiating with anybody. I set my prices. I'm like this is what it is, you know, come into the program if you want. If you don't want, great, not a problem, right? Like I don't negotiate any of that stuff. I'm not negotiating a salary. I just pay myself, right? It's so 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 here we are in this moment in time so i go and survey a few of the dealerships and i don't know if you've seen this uh kia telluride but i had a particular interest and really wanted to see it i love the way that it looks on the outside these 2023 or 2024 models i think that are now on the road i don't know if they're the 2023 or 2024 but neither here nor there but i um wanted to go and take a look at the kia dealership so i get over to the kia dealership now mind you it's me i'm pulling in and you know when you go into these car dealerships right like they are they are eyeing you they are eyeing you up and down the minute that your car pulls into uh, the, um, you know, lot, right? Like they have an ability to see what you drive in with. They have an ability to see whether or not you come into the showroom or you go onto the lot first. They probably run your plates and see, you know, what kind of car you have, whether or not, you know, you, I there, I mean, there's, all sorts of ways, right? That I think as you enter in, you know, that there are the possibility that they're, they're trying to kind of figure you out, right? So that they know how to work with you. So I walk into the Kia dealership because I really want to see the Telluride and You know, I look online and I, and I had already priced them out online, right? The dealerships now I think have more price transparency than I've, I've seen in a long time. That may again, because I've not been in the market of shopping for a car for some time, but I think that, uh, the, you know, the ability to build your own now using their websites, you know, gives you a sense of if you wanted all the bells and whistles, what would that price of the car be rather than, uh, you know, if you go and buy something, uh, off the lot. So I had an idea of the price of these Kias and they were maybe anywhere I think I priced them out online from anywhere from about 38,000 to maybe 50 grand. And so I thought, you know, all right, that'll work and I just really like the outside and how it looks. So I walk into the dealership and and I think if you own a business, you got to listen to this and you have to have a critical eye. If you own, if you run a service, you have a uh, um, product that you sell, you are a business owner, you have a side hustle. I want you to, from the lens of being a business owner, I want you to consider everything that I say today, because I think if you don't, we miss a huge opportunity to make sure that in our own businesses, we are attentive, we are considering customer experience, client experience, that we are really doing our, our due diligence to make you know our product, our service the best that it can be be. So I walk into the dealership and there's people like everywhere. Now, granted, I did go on Easter weekend. Right, so it's a Saturday before Easter Sunday. And, you know, if you are um, celebrating that holiday or if you had celebrated Passover, you know, it's kind of a busier weekend. Uh, and I, I understand that. The weather was beautiful, right? Nice day, so people I'm sure are out. But I went in there and it was, it was packed. And there were no sales associates who were, um, you know, either interested in helping me or available to help me, which I'm not sure, but I don't really care to, you know, I didn't really care to figure it out. So I stood there for a few seconds and then I went up to two men who were standing at the counter with their backs to me and I said, uh, hi. And the guy looked at me, he was so tall, uh, like basketball player tall. And I was like, I looked up to him and I said, hi, he goes, uh, can I help you? And I said, yes, I would like to look at a Kia Telluride. He said, oh, okay, great so sure enough, I, you know, he goes, well, I think we got a couple of those on the lot. And um, so we walk out and we go walk all the way across the lot to this Kia, this Telluride. And he goes, oh, well, you know what? I, I, I don't have the keys. So let me see if I can go get a set of keys. Okay, that's great. So he goes back in, he walks all the way back to the showroom, which is like, you know, I don't know, a line of a hundred cars away, goes to the showroom, finds the keys, and then he drives them over in another Kia. And I'm still standing there and I'm just looking at all the other cars. I'm checking it out. I'm looking at, you know, the different, there's probably five or six Tellurides right there. So I'm looking at the different interiors. And and so he comes right and he drives by in a car and he goes, uh, hey, You know, uh, if you want to just check it out, go ahead, not, you know, just take a peek and see what you think, you know? And so he hands me the keys and I'm like, either I am inherently trustworthy looking or this guy has no concerns that I'm going to steal the car or he just simply doesn't have time or doesn't care. I don't know, but all right. So I said, okay. So I take the keys and he goes, you know, let me know what you think essentially. So I go, I get into the car. And now the gas tank is on near empty, right? So these cars, I'm sure they've got them on a the lot and maybe they just keeping it empty. So in the event that you decided to steal the car, you sure as hell aren't going to get very far. I get it. So I get in the car, I turn it on, you know, and I'm looking around like I'm playing with the windows. I'm playing with the, you know, the, uh, it's got this double panel, um, uh, sunroof on it, you know. I'm trying to figure shit out on my own. I'm. It's got you know two captains chairs in the back, so I'm sitting back there. I'm going in the back. I'm putting the seats down. I'm you know figuring out trying to you know I like literally went on a YouTube video because I'm like I don't know how to do these seats. Like are they automatic? I'm on a YouTube video. I'm trying to like figure out this car, which again, is not a problem for me. I mean, I'm so introverted. I would just prefer actually someone gave me the keys and allowed me to explore it on my own. And then I went and asked the question. So I don't mind this buying experience uh, or this uh, potential buying experience, I should say. So I, you know, I'm in the car. I spent maybe, I don't know, 15 minutes in there. And then I thought, all right, you know. And I have to admit, I got in that car and I didn't like it. And if you have listened to the podcast before, you've heard me talk about how, you know, I went into Range Rover, and um, and I've always had this dream of having a big black Range Rover because I just think that is like, it's just it's like a boss car. It's just a car that it demands. It has a presence to it, and it just has a look to it that is fucking fierce right? And I love that. And so, but a couple of months ago, I went over to Range Rover and um, went into their showroom and I, I, I went in that car and sat in it. I didn't like it. And I was like, oh, this wasn't what I was hoping it would be. Like it just wasn't, it didn't feel fancy on the inside. It felt kind of old and, you know, and I've been in a 13 year old car at this point, I'm not settling for old. Now the guy from Range Rover also was like, hey, just wanted to also, you know, remind you or let you know that these these cars are 18 months out from production because there is a uh you know 12 month waiting list for, to get a Range Rover and it's a six month uh time from when you get off the waiting list to wh- how long it takes to produce a vehicle and ship it over from England. And I thought, well shit. Now it a couple months ago we weren't in the position of really need either needing a new car or deciding that we were ready for one. And so, but I thought well, hell, 18 months, it seems like a long time. And he's like, well, you could put five grand down now and just save your spot on the waiting list. It's totally refundable. But, you know, if you're really serious about it. And I thought, I don't like that car this much. Like, I, I wouldn't, I, I mean, what do we, we don't even wait like nobody waits 18 months for anything anymore. I mean, just think about that. We're like in the age of where you swipe right, swipe left and like decide who you're going to marry. You could decide who you're going to marry on, you know, uh, Tinder. I mean, maybe you shouldn't. I don't know. I haven't been on Tinder, but like, right? Like that's the culture that we're in. So, So I thought, well, you know what? It's a long time for production and I don't like the inside of it. And if I'm getting something, I want it to be like amazing. So I'm sitting in this Kia, right? And I'm like, that's pretty good. I mean, it's pretty nice. And then I get in the captain's chairs in the back. I don't know, something about them. I just didn't like it. And I didn't like how the captain's chairs were in the back. Not, I like the captain's chair idea, right? When captain's chairs, when you have those two seats and then there's that little area in the middle. But that little area in the middle on the Kia Telluride, it's raised. And I don't know, it just didn't look, it just, I just didn't like how it looked and how it led into the the trunk. And I thought, Know what? I, yeah, I don't know. It's just not, it's not adding up for me. And, it, and if you listen to the last podcast episode, you know, something's not right here. You know, when you just look at it and you're like, it's just not right for me. I don't know. Something's not right for me. And, 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 you know, you get to choose kind of what you do from there when you have that realization. And so in that moment, I thought, I just don't, I don't quite like it. I mean, it's nice. It looks nice. So I, I take the keys. I lock the car because I'm like, well, I don't want anybody to steal it from these people. I lock the car and I went into the, um, I walk back into the dealership and then some guy approaches me I've got the key car, the car key. And I said, he said, Hey, uh, how would, you know, did you look at a car? And I was like, yeah, I said, some guy handed me the keys. I checked it out. And he said, uh, all right, why don't we talk about, you know, what you're looking for and whatever so i said okay so i sat down and talked with this guy for a little bit and um and it was comical because you know from at, at this point having now almost four years of sales experience and i consider the work that we do as advanced practice nurses that we have a lot of sales experience actually we probably don't think about it that way but we really do right we are in a sales role uh and we are selling health and we are selling you know better outcomes and that's what we do you know in our roles And in addition, I also now over the past three to four years have this business and make a lot of offers and, you know, really um, focus on, you know, a selling experience and and becoming a better, better at sales, right? So here I am, I sit down and I'm like, all right, I know I'm going to get sold to. And I kind of love it because I'm like, fucking sell me, come on. Let's go. Let me see what your process is. I want to like dissect what you're doing. I, you know, I'm here for all of it. So, sure enough, we sit down, we started talking, we're going through kind of the rates, and I'm, you know, waiting. He's like, Well, what do you, you know, what's your um when do you want to be in a car you know when now this other guy comes over and this guy goes hey we just sold that car which i'm sure is planted i'm sure this this is their you know kind of what they do i can't imagine that every time someone goes to sit down that they probably really just have sold another car maybe they're that ex- kias are like that hot right now i don't know but you know i thought it was kind of interesting i'm like oh really he's like yeah i just sold that exact car that you were looking at okay great I was like, I don't need a car right now to walk off the lot with. So it's not a problem for me, right? I'm totally sitting in a place of abundance and sufficiency. So then the guy in front of me goes, all right, well, let's, you know, talk through. So he brings out his rate sheet and he kind of says, well, let me go and, and you know, uh, and put something together for you. And so he comes back and he's he's discussing, well, these are, this is the interest rate. And if you wanna, you know, if you're looking to finance a car over 60 month lease or 72 month lease, this is the rate and this, these are the monthly payments. I'm looking at this car and I'm like shit this is a you know this car this Kia Telluride is 52 grand and the um you know and and we don't even know kind of some of the safety features cuz the car has not been around that long right it's a relatively new model within the past 2 years and I had been asking him questions about hey you know I've drove my current car 135,000 miles I said what's the you know what do you think in terms of these, or is it going to hold up? And he said, well, he said, look, he is due, but I got to be honest. He's like, we actually don't know because this car has not been around long enough. And so it was my first, you know, moment where I thought, well, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know if this is the right one for me. So we, I'm not telling him that, but I'm just saying this in my mind and just noting, becoming aware of it and how I'm, how it's feeling in my body. So sure enough, so then we, you know, so he hands me this. Now in the middle of this conversation, he goes, what do you do, by the way? And I said, well, I'm a life coach. And he said, oh, okay. And um, he said, that's cool. And I said, it sure is. And and then he said, how did you get into that? And I said, well, my training is as a certified nurse midwife. And I, you know, left my uh, practice and opened up a coaching business. And now I help other nurses live the good life. And he said, oh, he said, my wife had a midwife. And then he and then he goes, that's amazing. He goes, do you know my midwife? And so he starts, you know, sharing a couple of the names of the, I think Akron Canton midwives. And He goes, well, I'm from Canton. I we use this midwife, but she didn't make it. Before you know it, this man has pulled out his phone and he is showing me pictures of his wife, who is without clothing on in the picture. Now look, I've seen a lot of uh, naked women over the years. I mean, I, I like this is bread and butter to what I do as a as a midwife. Like I I observe the the. Woman, uh, the human body of women, right? Like, so I'm very comfortable with it, but I'm a little bit caught off guard because so I'm like, oh, and so he's showing me these pictures, and like, literally, these are like pictures that have just been capturing her holding the baby, and you know, you can see the umbilical cord, and like, you know, and her, her breasts are out, and everything. And I'm thinking to myself, does this Woman on the other end of this picture know that her picture is being shown. I don't know. I hope she's consented to this, you know. I so he's like, oh my god, my midwife you know, the midwife didn't come, and you know, they didn't think that my wife was gonna get birth because she was thirty eight weeks, and you know, she was two weeks early, and so, you know, and and so then all of a sudden my wife was like, I gotta push, and he's like, and then I caught the baby. He's like, I'm the one who who did it, and I said, good for you. It's like you're a midwife now, you know, trying to like just make small talk because I'm feeling kind of like where's this, you know, I know he's trying to make some sort of relationship with me, like, so that, you know, to improve the sales experience, like now we know each other, right? And so you're going to build, I'm trying to build trust here, right? As the salesperson. And so now, you know, you trust me, so you're going to be more likely to buy. And I don't buy any of that shit anymore, right? Because I know I'm onto the game. So I said, okay. I said, great. So anyway, so he finishes showing me the pictures of his wife who's naked. And I said, um, okay. And, you know, and then he said, all right, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I said, I'm going to, you know, I got some other cars and I'm going to look at. And I did. It was true. I was going to the Volvo dealership. I was going to BMW. So he goes, okay, well, you know, let me know. Uh, well, let me go talk to my manager, which I always think is another tactic from the car, the people right at the car places. Let me go talk to my manager. Almost like, let's see what I can do. Like this offer might not have been good enough for you. And so I'm going to go and, and really get my best offer. And, um, he goes, okay. Uh, so he comes back a few minutes later and now I'm getting an, you know, kind of like I'm ready to go. Cause I've seen the offer. I declined the terms and I just am ready to, to scoot, but I was respectful. I said, okay, you know, I wait for the guy to come back. And I said, all right. He goes, you sure you don't, you're not ready to walk off with a key. And I said, no, thanks. I'm, I'm all set. And he was like, okay. So I walk out the door and I proceed to go over to Volvo go to Volvo, have, you know, uh, um, a, a, a gander and Volvos. I'm looking at the, the, um, the SUV Volvo and it's like, I don't know, sixty seventy thousand $70,000. And I thought, well, the only reason I like the Volvo is because it looks like the BMW SUV. And so that the X5, so maybe this isn't quite the right car. Cause I'm, I'm if I'm looking at a $75,000 Volvo, Like it doesn't make sense to just get the Volvo and where I could pay the same price for BMW. So I figured I'm going to go over to BMW and see what I can find out. So I head over to the BMW dealership and this is where it kind of gets interesting. Now I walk in and I went into the certified uh, pre-owned area and um, and I was looking at some of their um, certified pre-owned cars on the lot. There were a couple of x5s and and i liked the x5 but i wanted to take a look at it again kind of had an idea that i liked it but um just wanted to test drive it and you know sit in the car and see how it felt so i get over on the lot and uh and i i, I had just parked and i don't even go in the showroom i just um drive on a lot i i literally park my car in front of these other cars i get out and i'm looking at the car and some guy comes over he said hey um, do you need some help? And I said, yeah, that'd be great. He said, let me go. I'll have somebody come out in a second. So this salesperson comes out, you know, in a couple minutes and I said, um, are these pre-owned? He said, yeah. And I said, well, what's the price on this one? The prices actually aren't listed on the car. Um, uh, cause it says, ask the, you know, member of the dealership team. So I went and, you know, I'm, I'm looking, he said, I let me, um, let me go grab a couple of the sets of the keys. I'll open it up. And so he goes and does that comes back. We are looking at the X five. There are two X fives that are there. Both are about equivalent. They're, um, both three years, uh, one's a 2019, one's a 2020, and they have both each, um, about 40,000 miles on them, but they're in good, good condition. It looks like so sure enough, we're looking at them and I thought, well, you know, they're nice. So I thought, well, let me, I'll take, I said, can I take the, you know, take it on a, a test drive? And there was one in particular that was this, um, almost like this steel blue gray color. It was really pretty dark, almost looked like it was black. And um, with uh, this dove, you know, really light gray leather interior, beautiful. So I said, let's take it on a test drive. So I, he said, no problem, you know, we'll have you fill out the paperwork and we'll do it. So we get in the car driving this car and it was beautiful I mean, it was a lovely experience car like is just has you know we get on the highway open it up to like 75 miles an hour on the on-ramp like it goes I mean this car is like I, I haven't driven a car in a long time that really had great pickup and um you know a zero to 60 and I know I'm getting a little bit fancy probably some of you were like god she really likes cars I do I love cars I love, I love fast cars and I like, I just, I love the idea of being in a car that you can handle well and that is, um, high performing and it goes fast and oh God, I just, I love all that. So sure enough, we get on the highway, open it up, this car just, it, it functions beautifully. So we dig it, finish the test drive. And I'm thinking to myself, it's an SUV. I did one and, you know, I've been looking at SUVs. And this seems like out of the three, it's the best. But I also knew that on the Saturday that I was um, not going to buy a car. I was just out there hunting and gathering information. So we, I get back to the dealership, and um, and he said, you know, uh, so what would you like to do? And I said, well, I'd love to talk about, you know, financing um, this one and, and, you know, options. Well, so sure enough, he said, no problem. So I'm standing in the showroom. And there's this little deep, dark gray, I would call it like a silver Fox or like a silver bullet almost. And I said, what's this one? And, uh, and some other guy came over cause my guy is now doing some paperwork or whatever. Some some other guy comes over and he goes, this is a beautiful car. He said, this is a beautiful car that is, um, gently used. He said, it's a 2023. It's got 3000 miles on it. The guy who came in, Uh, we had a guy come in, he bought three BMWs and this one, he just didn't like as much. So he, you know, sold it back to us and, you know, we're, we're reselling it. And I said, and I said, really? And he said, yeah, he said, it's, you know, it's, it's, it, he said, it's fancy though. And I said, really? So I open up the door, I'm looking inside and I'm thinking, oh shit, this is like a fancy car. This is like, and you know, they've got all their, their different, you know, categories. Well, it's a four series and it's a, m sport category none of which makes any sense to me but all i know is that i open the door the lights come on and i sit in it and it smells like new leather and i thought oh my god this is a beautiful car and then i walk around the car and i'm looking at the grill in the front thinking god it's gorgeous and then i walk around the back and i'm looking at the back and i'm like ooh, that is a pretty car so lo and behold, um, we, after that, sit down and start talking numbers on this SUV. And I said, all right, that's good. You know, um, I think this is great. You know, I'm going to uh, go home and um, I'm going to think about it. And I'll, you know, I've got some other offers that I've you know, gotten for today and I'll, and I will let you know. So I leave the showroom as though I'm going to get the SUV. And then, and I had taken a picture of this little coupe, right? That's in the showroom. I had not taken any pictures of the X-5 that I drove, that I did the test drive on. And I had to chuckle because when I left, I sent it to a picture to my husband. I said, isn't this like incredible? Look at this little gem. And he's like, that car is super sexy. Like what, what is that? And I was like, wouldn't this be fun? And that thought, wouldn't this be fun? Isn't that so funny, right? Wouldn't this be fun? Oh my God, I think this has gotten me into so much trouble over the years, (laughs) right? So I look at the car, I'm like, wouldn't this be fun? And all of a sudden, every thought that I had about an SUV, I need an SUV because I got to haul around all this shit and soccer balls and a cooler for all this soccer shit, you know, and all this you know, all the mom things that I do. I got to have this big car and I got to carry these kids and they got to have captain's chairs in the back. And all of a sudden I was like, I want that little coupe. I want it. I desire it. And so I, uh, so I'm talking to my husband and he said, well, why don't you maybe just call him? And like, you know, and I knew it right when I left. I was just like, I don't want that SUV. Like, I want this beautiful little like gently use beautiful sports machine that is sitting in the showroom. I want it. So he goes, why don't you call the guy? And I'm like, they're close. He's like, just call them and leave a message and just see if they can like, if, you know, maybe they can hold it to the side or we can maybe put down, you know, some money and they would take it and off the list and off the website. So I called a guy, I said, Charles, I would, I would like to discuss that little coupe." And he goes, the coupe?" And I said, yes. I said, I'd like to come back on Monday and test drive it. And, um, I'd like to discuss, you know, a deal on it. He said, okay, not a problem. Uh, what time can you be here Monday? And I said, well, about, you know, 3.30, 4 o'clock. Great. So sure enough, over the whole weekend, I'm thinking about this car, I'm looking at it online and then all of a sudden, because it's there on uh, Saturday night through the night and then all of a sudden Sunday, it's off the website and I'm thinking, oh shit, I hope nobody bought this car like and put you know paid full price for it online, not even sight unseen, which you, as you know, these things happen when we are in a market, right? Somebody comes, if you haven't put money down on it, you haven't staked your claim on it, right? That car is still up for grabs. So I'm thinking, oh God. So all day Sunday I thought, well, I don't know if I don't if 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 it's gone or if it's been sold, but I'm like the dealership closed. They're closed on on Sunday. They reopen on Monday, so maybe they just took it down off the site. Sure enough, we get there on Monday and I'm like, "God, I hope this car is still there." Get there on Monday and um and bring all of our paperwork and you know to do financing and um and get in there and we um i had a conversation right and i said hey i'd like to go and test drive it so we go and test drive it this car handles even better than the other one that i drove and it is just a beautiful beautiful car my husband test drives it and he's like i think this car is so amazing like it's so you know it is super sexy it's totally like if you like it like let's do it right and this car, interestingly, ends up being less expensive because it's gently used. It ends up being less expensive than the SUVs that I was looking at, which is exciting too. So I'm like, not only is this car super sexy, but we're getting a deal. So all you can see like all of my just luxurious, luscious thoughts about this car. So then we're sitting down. All of a sudden, my husband said, I got to take a call. And, um, you know, for work. So he steps out and then this guy comes back and I know that I'm going to have to be responsible for negotiating. And I had this thought, like, where is my husband? He needs to get his ass over here, but he's on the phone and I, you know, and he's got stuff going on at work. Great. So I just made a decision in that moment. I'm going to negotiate. I'm going to figure this out. So the guy came back and said, well, here's what we can do, the terms of this. And he said, you know, we could do a 60 month, uh, term. Uh, and you know, with this much down and we had come in knowing we were going to put some money down on the car and that we also had a trade in, we were going to trade in my husband's car. And we knew that Kelly blue book value on that car, you know, generally speaking would get us maybe seven to $8,000. And, um, and then we knew, you know, we'd have a chunk of change to put down as a down payment. And so we had an idea of where based on current, um, you know, the interest rates, cause I knew from the Kia dealership, what the interest rates were that they offered. And I knew that if we were going to finance through BMW, that, you know, we, um, essentially what we wanted our monthly payment to be and, and how we could get it there, um, based on how much we were putting down so um so the guy comes and he's like here's our you know our interest rate is i don't know he gave i don't know 8.7 percent." and i was like i think his name was joe and i said joe uh that interest rate is is high he goes it is he said but he's like you know this is what he did and i said do you have any flexibility on the price of the actual vehicle and he said no he said it's very competitively priced i don't and i said all right, I'll I'll accept that. And I said, "What about uh, the you know value on the car I, on our trade?" And he said, "Well, he said my manager took a look at it and and uh, you know said that it was worth about seven grand. So you know I really I think that's that's legit." And I said, "All right." I said, "Well, I said you know I think that interest rate is interesting, uh, but you know can you do any better?" So he says, "Let me go see, let me go see what I can do." Right. So he walks away, and I'm sitting there thinking. I am the baddest bitch out there. <laughs> right. I'm negotiating and I am negotiating like a boss. And so he comes back and he said, Hey, I can get it down to um, you know, uh about seven point, you know, two or seven point three percent, something like that. Interest rate. And I said, Well, so he's got the new rates posted, you know, on this this printout sheet. And I said, I said, you know, um, I said uh, l- give me a second. So I talked to Jonathan and I said, "Hey, find out, I said, what do you could we go and get financed, you know, by another bank?" And he said, "Yeah." He said we could go anywhere and get a, a car loan, uh, essentially get a loan that we could, you know, get off of a bank and and so I said, "What's the current interest rate on, you know, a current car?" So Jonathan starts looking and then I'm looking on my phone and And then all of a sudden i found a local bank that's got a interest rate of 5.74 for a car loan on a car that's anywhere between five thousand and hundred thousand dollars and i thought that's pretty pretty amazing and they're a local bank i mean we would have been we had there was a branch probably within 15 minutes of us so i thought well let me see um you know i I, so i just told so he came back and he said you know i can get you down to um seven percent or 7.2 and i said Joe, I said, you know, I can go to PNC, which is our, you know, local bank here in Cleveland. And I said, I can get 5.74. And he said, 5.74. And I said, yeah. And I said, and I got to admit, Joe, when I went to the Kia dealership, I'm looking at a Kia Kia right, I said, they were able to do 5.99. And he said, huh. He said, do you have the, can you take a screenshot and text it to me, the 5.74? And I said, I'd be happy to. So I take a screenshot and he kind of looks at it and I said, look, I said, I'd love to do the deal here. I'd love to stay with you guys. It's been a nice experience. You know, you seem very nice. I said, but you know, I, I also want to make sure we get a, a a monthly payment that really works for us and, and a good deal, you know, furthermore. So he said, well, let me, let me see what I could do. So then he goes around and he, you know, he disappears and goes I think he's probably talking with his business manager and he comes back and he said, Hey, I can do." this is the lowest I can do. It's 6.3. And I had this moment where I thought, do I push them a little bit more? You know, it's a beautiful thing in negotiation, right? When you're sitting there thinking, you know, where you want to get, you know, this person on the other end, they're trying to make a deal. You're trying to make a deal. And at some point, right, it, it, it is a question of whether you're ready to meet in the middle or whether or not you want to keep pushing and, and really go that next step. And I made a decision in my mind, like, I think this is good. So I kind of, you know, I said, uh, you know, we, the, Joe, the salesperson's talking and then I'm looking at my husband and I'm kind of like trying to do my thing with the eyes. Like, you think this is good without saying it out loud? And he's like doing the eyes back to me and he's like, yeah, I think this is good without saying it out loud. And so so I looked at, at Joe and I said, I think we got a deal. And he said, oh, how exciting, great news. Well, all right, let me get the paperwork ready. And we bought a car. And I just... I I I just chuckle because when I look back at this experience, it well let me just tell you something. So he goes, all right, great, you know, um, l- let's get it going. We get all the paperwork done. You know, we can drive off with the car, uh, tonight. Uh, or I think, no, he said, come back tomorrow. He said, if you can come back tomorrow, I'm gonna get it detailed. I'm gonna get it looking good. Uh, and or no, no, he said. Look, he said, I got to do some papers. And I said, hey, Joe, I got to get my kids. I got one who's going to soccer. I got to get these kids home and do, you know, make dinner and stuff. I said, can I come back tonight before you close and pick up the car? Because, you know, I've already put my um, down payment on it. You know, And he goes, absolutely not a problem. So I get in the car, we go home, we get the dinner for the kids. And then I take Ryan and Ryan is like, we have to go to a car dealership. Oh, my God. So terrible. And I'm like, I know. Like Ryan, get get a book and let's get in the car. So sure enough, we go back. We finish the paperwork, and and I knew Ryan was gonna get excited about this because it's a BMW dealership. They've got cokes and sprites and all sorts of shit in the beautiful waiting room, and they've got snacks and teas and coffees and you know uh, great Wi-Fi. And I'm like, you know, right? Like enjoy the moment for a minute, you know. So sure enough, we go back. They have just finished detailing the car. I walk in. And he goes, oh, this is a 2023 model, so you're over in this special showroom, um, which is only for our new models. And he said, um, and, you know, come on over. And I walk over, and there's this, the car is looking amazing, because it's just been washed and detailed. And there's this big red bow on it. And then there's this little sign that says, welcome to the BMW family in Conkley. And I was like, oh my God, I love all of this. I love it. And so, you know, so the guy goes, what, would you like me to take a couple pictures? We take all the pictures. Now Ryan's getting excited because my son is like, what's going on? Like, and he, he opens up the doors. He's like, this car is amazing. And I was like, I know Ryan, isn't it? Right. And so he's getting excited. I'm getting excited. Joe is excited. And I got a couple people coming around. There's people in the showroom. They're looking at the cars and they're kind of, you know, looking like, and I'm like, I just bought a new car. And this car is amazing and it's mine. And that's a, a, you know, wonderful moment. And so, so I just had to chuckle because, you know, we go home that night, Ryan and I took it for a spin. We, we went over to my mom and dad's and, and, you know, went and just, you know, put it on the highway for a little bit and had some fun. And, and I, I just had to chuckle and look at the experience and say, number one, I have to just be so proud of myself for number one, being someone who doesn't shy away from negotiation and asking for what she wants. And then number two, being someone who trusts herself enough to, in the moment, make a different decision than she decided on uh, you know, ahead of time. And you know, one of the things I work on with clients is really developing that ability within yourself to make the decisions that are best for you, but also showing yourself compassion and grace and trusting yourself enough to know that when that decision doesn't quite feel right, it feels out of integrity or the situation has changed to the point where, you know, you wanted option A and now option B and C are present and you're like, I think these are a better option for me and having enough trust and faith in yourself to, um, to not second guess it, to not question it, to not feel terrible, to not shame yourself for making a new decision or for changing or to beat yourself up because, you know, none of that and none of that went on that night. It was a beautiful experience. I negotiated well. I um had a beautiful buying experience. I allowed myself to be sold to, which I think is a fun, you know, fun thing if you ever um, you know, if you are somebody who values the sales experience. And um and I have to admit, I I walked away from that experience thinking, "Oh my gosh, how fun was that?" And I just and I think that right? I want you to just think about the things that you're doing in your life and how often you say that to yourself. And I want you to just actually be honest with yourself and say, how often do I associate negotiation with fun? Because that is what is possible. The art of negotiation, the science of it and the art of it could be fun. And what could that look like for you? What if that was a fun? What if it was like inherently enjoyable? To go and sit down with your boss, bring your numbers, bring all of your content, your data, bring everything that you have in support of uh, you know what you want and what you're going to ask for, and then to sit there and talk about pay and money with complete and utter comfort and confidence and power. What could that feel like? And I'm gonna tell you, I had this is if we want to talk about the good life, it's not the BMW. I'll tell you, the one thing that made the difference on this experience was the I mean, look, the BMW is amazing. I mean, i'm I'm not batting an eye at that. That's an amazing thing. But you know what's so powerful is knowing that I can walk in and negotiate with anybody anywhere. and I do it in a way that is full of integrity and that is authentic to who I am. And that, furthermore, doesn't uh, leave anybody with a bad taste in their mouth. Namely, me, because right, I can't control what other people are thinking. Right? I mean, what if that could be how you negotiate your next job, your next car? How could that feel? And are you willing to feel? Are you ready to feel powerful in that place and in that seat? Because I think if you are ready but you recognize that you're not showing up that way and you're leaving money on the table and you're leaving deals on the table and you're not asking for what you want then i think you've got you've got some work to do and not to mention the fact that right when you don't negotiate right i mean whether it's pay or, or and, and specifically when we're talking about pay, when we don't negotiate, it's not only a loss at that moment, but we see a, a consequential and subsequent loss that comes from years and years and years down the road of having the salary that doesn't increase at a certain rate. And, you know, so therefore the compounding value of that salary, you know, over time doesn't generate as much value as it would if, if the, the negotiated rate were higher. Right? So, So that was an amazing experience. I highly recommend BMW as a car. If you like a car that drives well, it handles beautifully, and it can go zero to 60 in a couple of seconds, you should probably consider a BMW. And if you're like, I know, but I can't afford a BMW. Then I would say, I didn't really think I could afford a BMW either, but I made that shit happen, right? Created my version of living the good life. Had a, an amazing experience of buying, had an amazing experience of being sold to, found an amazing product that I love. And right? And isn't that part of living the good life? right? That can happen with the BMW, that can happen with a IKEA. Um, a that can happen with the um, sweater that you buy from, your local, sustainable, non-recycled plastic um, clothing store. It's a beautiful experience and I wish you all of them. I wish you beautiful experiences of buying and being sold to and confident negotiation and strategy and skill and the feeling of pride of walking away from all of it, just being like, oh, that was amazing. I wish that for all of you. And if you're like, I don't know how you do that and I just want to know and I want to learn to be more like that, then you should become... Uh, you should join Nurses Living the Good Life, so that you can learn how to show up very powerfully. So that you can learn how to neg- negotiate with confidence and ease. So that you aren't leaving money on the table because of right because of your own um, your lack of confidence around negotiating. Right, we exert control where we can. That's the beauty of of uh, you know what we when we exert control where we can. Right. So much more is possible than trying to, you know, wait for somebody else to give us a raise or, you know, find the car or figure out how to buy it or figure out how to negotiate or figure out how to have the conversations. We're just waiting, 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 waiting. So stop waiting. Start doing. Start living that way now. You deserve it. You've earned it. If you need some help, come on over. www.nurseslivingthegoodlife.com. And when you're ready to take those skills and you're ready to teach them to other people or incorporate into your practice, you know we've got coach training for you too, okay? Okay, I will see you next time. I'm going to go enjoy a little joyride in my little Beamer and uh, relish in the fact that I did something amazing. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Take care.